0: Welcome to the Turn on the Jets pregame report. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. We're going to talk about the Jets rematch against the Buffalo Bills, this time in Buffalo with the great beat reporter from NJ.com and New Jersey Advanced Media, Mr. Daryl Slater. Daryl, what's going on, man?
1: Not too much, man. Thanks for having me on, as always.
0: I feel like this is going to be a slightly less eventful trip for you, heading up to Buffalo on a flight that's less than an hour, and dealing with really cold temperatures as opposed to last week when you got to travel to Nashville.
1: Yeah, Nashville was fun. Um, I, I'd been to Nashville before, so it wasn't totally new, but yeah, I got to do some new stuff down there. Actually, we're going to go up and um, spend the night before the game in Niagara Falls, Canada, so I which I, I've done that before, just haven't grown up in upstate New York, and but it's been a while, so... That'll be nice. Some of the other guys have never actually seen the falls. Which, of course, if you really want to see it the right way, you will, you need to go to the Canadian side and and see the horseshoe falls and get right up close with that, um, as opposed to being on the American side. So, uh, but you know, obviously, you need a passport. Happen to ha- happen to have one from the, the, my honeymoon this weekend. There this weekend this uh, summer. Um, so this weekend we'll go up and do that on Saturday, which will be a nice change of pace from the usual thing. Uh, you know, well, I'm sure we'll get the buffalo wings as always. You know. I like Coles wings for the record. Uh, Duff's are really good and Anchor Bar, of course, but those are the obvious ones. Coles is a great little bar that has fantastic wings. So I'm sure we'll do that, uh, Sunday night, but it's a little change of pace Saturday going up to Niagara Falls, Canada, which is obviously barely Canada. (laughs) It's kind of a kitschy tourist trap, but it'll be fun to see the falls. And I don't know if we're going to go to Madame Tussaud's or anything like that, but that'll be a nice little change of pace from the usual Buffalo trip.
0: Get some spicy wings to go with the spicy takes that are going on around the Jets right now, including from Jamal Adams. He had some stuff to say this week. Talked about the Buffalo game, but also had some words about the Todd Bowles situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, he said the game was personal. Uh, sorry, I just can't get wrapped up in it. I don't really. I mean, it's like a meaningless game between a three and nine team and a four and eight team. I mean, the most interesting storyline here is Sam Darnold, Josh Allen facing each other for the first time in what could be a long AFC East rivalry, whether it's personal in the, in the micro view from what happened in week 10, no one really is going to – I mean, obviously the players care, and they should care. It's not like I'm trying to say they shouldn't care. But, like, like someone cynical like me or a, a cynical Jets fan, and at this point I don't know if there's any non-cynical Jets fans, uh, I don't know if they're really wrapped up in the, in the result and the revenge factor here. I don't think a lot of Jets fans are going to be all – uh, you know, celebrating if the Jets win this game and get revenge from that previously meaningless game between Matt Barkley and Josh McCown. <laughs> but look, I'm not begrudging Jamal Adams for saying that. And it's it's good that he's showing some fire here late in, the, late in the meaningless season. and He's continued to show fire and has played well throughout the year, so he's been a bright spot for the Jets. And, um, and he goes on the radio every Tuesday on WFN for his, you know, contracted spot. And he's made some news uh, with some comments that he's made during that. And a lot of it have, have been kind of vague comments that almost require some clarification. And this being one of them, he did not want to claim, uh from Tuesday when he spoke to the reporters on Wednesday. So we'll have to just take it for what he said on Tuesday, which was um, basically the long and the short of it was saying that, you know, Todd, he said Todd Bowles is not the problem. Well, we know he's part of the problem. Obviously, Jamal Adams is biased there, uh, but you know it's a good point. Todd Bowles is not the entire problem for the Jets. They have bigger problems than just him, and firing him is not going to be a cure all for everything. I think most people should realize that by now. Um, and one of the other things he mentioned is that he, Jamal Adams said, "You know, change is needed, and they need to change things." But he he was very vague about it. So what does he mean by that? You know, does he does he mean um, you know maybe the front office isn't doing a good enough job? At, again, he didn't he wouldn't clarify it. Um, and does he does he mean that there are players in in that in that locker room who need to go i mean obviously there are um so i think it's a it's an instance there of a player just vocalizing something everybody already knows which is um number one that todd Bowles is not the entire problem and and number two that um there are obviously changes that need to be made in terms of personnel um besides just firing the coach and you know, if you ask Ball Adams, they shouldn't fire him, but they're obviously going to. And there, there are other changes that need to happen, too. They need to take a long, hard look at this roster and figure out, you know, who stays and who goes.
0: I have some thoughts on this, Daryl. First of all, on the this time it's personal thing, it reminds me of you're watching a fight at 2 o'clock in the morning on ESPN2, and it's between two guys who have a collective 40 losses between them. It's like, all right, a big grudge match between these two guys that can't seem to win a fight. Ooh, what a riveting storyline it feels like with the Jets and the Bills. This time it's personal. Ooh, 3-9 and nine versus 4-8, and eight. big deal. But the other thing is with Adam's, I feel like he doesn't really understand that every time he opens his mouth, people are going to take what he says and run with it. So I don't know if he just shoots right from the lip and then later on people are like, dude, do you realize what you said? But obviously when he said what he said, people immediately think, well, who's he talking about? Is he talking about the other players? Is he talking about Mike McCagnin? Is he talking about the other coaches like Jeremy Bates? it's probably all of the above my thought is that Adams is essentially just saying look this team is a giant mess it's not just balls there are other things that need to be fixed I don't know that he necessarily had anything specific in mind but like you said Daryl that's a fairly obvious point anyway right yeah,
1: and I just yeah its funny you mentioned that I and mean, it's personal it's like a, well you know like a bad uh the wrestling you know a, a, a midway between pay-per-views episode of smackdown to get <laughs> deep in the weeds with a you know and it's just that it's just a terrible storyline mid-storyline bad b-list wrestler feud going on and they're just trying so hard to sell it you know cutting up that's what i said when we walked away from the thing i was like well that guy can still cut a good promo you know
0: <laughs>
1: and he's no he's no rick flair but um but yeah, but no, I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make light of him or make, make fun of him. Obviously, um, but um, like I said, I mean, he's shown a lot of intensity, and is, more importantly, has played his tail off this year. Uh, but I, I think to a degree, he understands the impact of his of his words. I don't think he necessarily doesn't. Doesn't get it. I I think he only, but he only wants to go so far, I think, with what he says, which is understandable. He said that he intended also to talk to the front office after the season and voice his opinion about what's going wrong in his, in his mind, what he perceives to be the problems. And I think that's a good thing, ultimately, to have uh, a leader on your team like that. But, um, but yeah, the, the bottom line is the Jets, the Jets have, uh, have a lot more problems to fix. And what, whatever happens in, in this personal game on Sunday, uh, is not really going to be much reflection on uh, whether those problems are or are not fixed. Um, they're still going to remain um, in terms of some of these big-picture problems.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's like a lower card feud between two jobbers that never win matches and nobody takes seriously just to kill some time before the next pay-per-view. And it's funny that you said Adams can still cut a good promo because on one of our other shows, What's Your Point, where we debate Jets topics every week, we're going to be doing an episode that's going to involve a question of... Jets, past and present, who would be the best as a pro wrestler? And part of the equation there would be promos. So I'm assuming somebody is going to select Jamal Adams for that question. It'll be interesting to see. But another guy that was cutting a promo this week, A blast from the past, to be sure. Plexico Burris going out there and taking some shots at Mark Sanchez, who is now the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. What a weird situation the Redskins have turned into. You can talk about the Jets being cursed all you want to, but think about this with the Redskins. They had RG3, who was supposed to be their savior quarterback, he tears up his knee. Then Kirk Cousins, who they drafted as an insurance policy, was supposed to be a good backup, turned into a really good quarterback. In fact, a franchise quarterback. And then they messed up and let him walk out the door scot-free. They bring in Alex Smith, who's older and not as good, give him a lot of money. And he was somehow doing well enough to keep them in the division lead, and then he gets hurt, and he's out for the season. So then Colt McCoy comes in, who's been the longtime backup. Then he gets hurt, and he's out for the season. So now here comes Mark Sanchez in off of the couch. This sounds to me a lot like the 2005 Jets, but actually even worse and even crazier. But now we've got Mark Sanchez back in the mix, so obviously a lot of Jets fans are bringing back old memories. Well, one of Sanchez's old teammates, Plexico Burris, decided to do the same talking about how mark sanchez playing quarterback was a comedy routine right
1: yeah he, he really he trashed them i mean they only played together for one season that dysfunctional season in in 2011 but they basically said um you know trash him for throwing a lot of check downs and said it would be a three-hour comedy uh show watching him play quarterback here coming up and you know it very well might be i mean you're talking about a guy who had Hasn't, had not played in a game since 2016, hadn't started once since 2015. You know, this will be his first start from 2015, hasn't won a, won a game since 2014. So, um, and of course he missed that whole 2013 season with a shoulder injury. So obviously Mark Sanchez's career went into a tailspin. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I was a shot, but pun intended by, uh, by Plexico Burris there. But, um, Mark Sanchez actually handled things really well. I mean, I didn't say what you will about him as, a player and how he did not live up to expectations of the Jets, but I think you ask anyone who really covered him, and I I did not, cause because I came in on the team in 2013, so he got hurt so quickly there, I didn't really have a chance to cover him for, for long, but uh, you, you talk to anyone who dealt with him or covered him, and, and they said he, he was just a classy guy to deal with, and um, very personable, very friendly, um, for what it's worth, again, I mean, ultimately fans care about whether these guys are good players or not, but I don't know if you saw the clip where um, he was asked about the butt fumble um, at his press conference in Washington, and he really – he he joked about it and, like, laughed about it and and really showed a good sense of humor and and some – and he answered the question, too, and didn't just blow it off or or get mad or angry about something. He's had to answer questions about a lot. Um, This is a long time ago now, and – And, you know, whatever. I mean, it's a fine question to ask because that is one thing that he'll be remembered for for basically that is the thing he'll probably be remembered for (laughs) in his career ultimately. Um, But, yeah, he did a nice job of kind of laughing it off and and, and still answering the question in a a, a kind of respectful, friendly manner. and I think people, uh, you know, notice that, that the way he handled himself in some tough situations. And and this could be a tough situation, too, but... um, I think he, you know, he's always come off as a really respectful guy in that in that regard. And I mean, you talk about some of the other guys that the Jets have had. I mean, I guess specifically Geno Smith, who did not always conduct himself in that way. The guy who they brought in to potentially replace Mark Sanchez, of course. And you know, you could go through the litany of things that he had, uh, in which you know you you, you 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 question kind of his makeup as compared to to, to what the how, way how Mark Sanchez conducted himself in public. So. Uh, yeah, so Mark has now quarterbacking in Washington. it'll be interesting because they're not out of the division right now yet, but uh I just you know you have a hard time seeing him leading them to the playoffs just because of um yeah, he is limited he's older and he's been out of it for so long.
0: All the things I just talked about with how cursed the Washington Redskins are again, if you want to talk about teams that have had it rough ever since those Super Bowl runs with Joe Gibbs. Back in the 80s and 90s, the Redskins have just been a litany of horrors. It has just been one of the worst run franchises in all of professional sports. And I wish Mark Sanchez luck, but... I don't expect it to go super well for him, as you said, Daryl, because that whole thing is a gigantic mess. It looks like the Cowboys are probably going to end up winning that division. So I guess the Alex Smith injury benefited the Cowboys the most. And speaking of injuries, Daryl, a lot of news there with the Jets. Josh Martin eligible to return from IR, but that's obviously not the big story. The big story involves Sam Darnold. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on with Darnold here, if he's going to play on Sunday and everything else that's happening injury-wise.
1: Yeah, he is going to. I mean, as you and I are talking here at noon, Todd Bowles is yet to reveal the final injury report. But Sam Darnold practiced fully on Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, he is definitely going to be back this Sunday, even though Bowles has still refused to say it. It doesn't matter. Who cares? He's playing on Sunday. Um There's that. Uh, That's the big one, obviously. Isaiah Crowell looks like he might not play this week. He's got a toe injury coming out of uh, last week's game at the Titans, so that's a little bit of a blow uh, for the Jets. He's been inconsistent this year, but he's certainly a better option than Eli McGuire or Trenton Cannon. Um, Robbie Anderson popped up in the injury report limited yesterday after being a full participant on Wednesday with that ankle. Uh, We'll see on that. Um, And Jordan Leggett's been limited uh, both Wednesday and Thursday in practice. So you know, with a knee injury, so not a big, not a big one there. But yeah, that's that's the main thing: uh, the Crowell injury, and then obviously Donald's return being two main injury storylines. And we'll see about Robbie Anderson. Um, uh, but yeah, so Josh Martin's an interesting one because, you know, as everybody knows, he was going to be a starter uh, he, entering this year, and he wound up playing just one game, two concussions in a fairly short. Span of time, and they put him on IR after that Jaguars game, and they, they put him on IR October first, and figure he was done for the year because Todd Bowles says he said he was done for the year. But obviously concussions can be unpredictable. I mean, they're not going to kill Todd Bowles for saying a guy's done for the year and he comes back. It's concussion thing. You know, no one knows. Not like it's a bone break. Um, you can't ever really know how someone's brain is going to heal in that situation. So, uh, fortunately, I think people should be happy for this guy that he was, and he was cleared by you know, the NFL's concussion protocol. It's not like the Jets just put it back out there. He faked his way into being back out there. Um, he, he healed it. I mean, he, he's in a, a good enough situation to at least be out there practicing. So that's the thing. He's been designated for a return from injured reserve, but he is still technically on the injured reserve list. That's why the Jets did not need to make a roster move in order for him to be practicing with the team. He, he returned to practice on Wednesday. He's out there running around to practice. He will not play this week. There's a th- so there's a three-week window and this is the case of Eli McGuire earlier this season, from the time the guy returns to practice until the team has to make a roster decision on him. So uh, you're allowed to bring two guys back off IR every year, and Eli McGuire was one, and Josh Martin could be the second. He has not been brought back yet. So he returned to practice on December the 5th, which was Wednesday. So the Jets have until the... Uh, until the 26th, which is the Wednesday before their their finale at the Patriots, in order to, you know to make a decision on Josh Martin. So there's a possibility that um, they could he could play next week or the following week uh, against what T- Texans and then Packers, or the Jets have to make the decision by Patriots week. And it, but there's a possibility they could just say you know he didn't he didn't show enough and um, and they'll keep him on the IR list, which which they're allowed to do. So. Um, so far, he's played in just one game, and he's a guy who obviously wants to get back out there. He's going to be a, a, a unrestricted free agent next offseason. And, um, needs to put some stuff out there and tape, wants to put some stuff out there and tape, but, um, we'll see. At this point, I think it's just a matter of the conditioning and getting back into the mix. As, uh, you know, fortunately, those are his hurdles as opposed to something to do with his brain.
0: Daryl, as we come down the home stretch, it's interesting to see which players are getting more and less playing time. One of those guys is Frankie Louvu, who has seemed to play more over the last couple of weeks. Nathan Shepard playing a little bit less. What's going on with these rotations? Is this something that we should keep an eye on as we continue the last couple of games of the season here?
1: Yeah, it is. An interesting thing, especially with the younger guys. I mean, that's one storyline to follow in these final four games, is who who is who is playing more? Um, who is playing less? How are the Jets assessing their younger players? And now, Todd Bowles has made it clear they're not just going to put young guys out there for the sake of putting them out there. Um, uh, obviously, he wants to win games. And so, I don't think you'll see Derek Jones or Foley Fadakasi in, in a significant role anytime soon. But Chris Herndon has obviously played more uh, as the season's gone on. You've seen more Frankie Lubu and Henry Anderson and less of Nathan Shepard. You've seen more of... Uh, Mike Pinnell, who could be—he's yeah, going to be back next year. You look at his contract structure. Mike Pinnell is could be the Jets' starting nose tackle next year. Steve McClendon, they are likely going to let him walk in um, in free agency, or at least they should. Um, but Shepard's an interesting one um, because the Jets just drafted him in in the third round this year at Division Two kid, and really has not done a whole lot this year it has not um bashed much and so you figured he'd be a raw project even though the Jets were hopeful that they could start him from the get-go and he could be productive that has not turned out to be the case um you know that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a a boss it can be a bust, I, I suppose they can um but uh that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be a boss but it, it was going to be a process for him and and um and, uh, Henry Anderson has played better than, than Mike, or than, uh, Nathan Shepard. And then you see Henry Anderson, a guy, another guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent who, who is getting some opportunities here down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I think her, the, the Herndon stuff is an encouraging development for the Jets. We'll see. I mean, I think he has to get out there and, and do more before you can really truly get excited about him. But, um, you look at some guys who are going to be free agents and, and um, like uh, Henry Anderson, and this has been a good showcase for him for sure.
0: Daryl, let's do our semi-mindless predictions here. The Jets are on the road in Buffalo, always a tough place to play for a variety of reasons. The weather is going to be a question mark. We don't know exactly what to expect there yet, but I'm sure it's going to be cold. Sam Darnold's been out for a couple of weeks now, and so the Jets are coming into this one with a lot of question marks. My thought here is that you're going to see Josh Allen make one or two big plays with his arm. Most of the big plays that he makes will be with his legs, and the Jets have had a lot of trouble dealing with that. We saw it with Tannehill. We saw it again with Mitch Trubisky with the Bears. The Buffalo defense is going to do well. They've been very good this season overall, and I think that this ends up being a low-scoring game, but Buffalo wins it. I'm going to go 13-7 Buffalo here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I could see it going either way. I think it'll be a low-scoring, close game. You have a couple quarterbacks who have kind of been scuffling a little bit overall this year. Obviously, Josh Allen's played better lately. Sam Darnold coming off the layoff. I'll go 17-16 Jets. I think the Jets break their losing streak here. But if they don't do it here in this game, then I think they probably lose out. Um, and I think they probably win. Even if they win this game, I still think they lose the last three. But, yeah. Um, so fear not, those of you who are rooting for a higher draft pick. <laughs> I, that, there's my uh, forecast of the, of the ceiling being four wins. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I could see it going either way. But I think uh, the Jets' defense will will make enough plays and not buckle down the stretch again. But <laughs> you can't really depend on this team for much of anything at this point. You, there's so much unknown in terms of how these guys are going to come out, especially after a deflating loss like they had in Tennessee. Um, this could be. I, I think both of us think it, it will be a coastal scoring game, but this could be one that gets away from them again in a bad way. Just because the Bills are playing, you know, at least a little bit more inspired football than the Jets have been. Um, they're getting Josh Allen back and in a rhythm, um, and, the, and they're at home. and I, I just think this this could be one that gets away from them. Will be interesting to see how Saint Donald handles the cold. It'll be by far the coldest game he ever plays in. I think it's supposed to be like 30 and sunny, which in early to mid-December in Buffalo, you'll take that. I mean, that's a nice day. Um, but it'll be by far, I think, by what, maybe 20-some degrees, the coldest game that Sam Darnold's ever played in. So uh, that game earlier in the year against the Vikings, I don't know what that was. Maybe that was in the 40s. But So still, a little bit colder for sure, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Sam Darnold handles that.
0: Jets, Bills 2. This time, it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch the equivalent of Barry Horowitz versus Iron Mike Sharp on Sunday in Buffalo, Jets and the Bills at Orchard Park. Daryl, you will be there live to cover it, and we will talk on Monday to recap the game and go through all the injuries and the latest news. Thanks again for hopping on and doing the pregame report with me. Really appreciate it, as always. Why don't you tell everybody what you and Matt Stipelkowski have cooking over at NJ.com?
1: Yep. Just the stuff you mentioned, uh, the predictions for the game, Matt's little thing uh, on... on how many how guys have been playing more and who has been playing less, and uh got a video up there right now on, on, on you know, Did the Jets make the right call picking Sam Darnold over Josh Allen? Of course, it's an interesting question, but one we won't know the answer to yet. I, not to spoil the video, uh, but, <laughs> but the answer is we don't know. So uh, <laughs> anyone who tells you otherwise on either side of the coin is is wrong. So um, yeah, and then and then we'll have a little something tomorrow on the reasons. And not just Sam Darnold, the reasons to watch the Jets down the stretch, and there are reasons. You know, mainly if you're a, a serious fan, I guess. If you're a casual fan, you're not watching. But um, there are certainly reasons besides Sam Darnold to watch down the stretch. So we'll have all that and more, and then uh, all the covers from Buffalo on Sunday.
0: Thanks, Daryl. Have fun up there. Have some wings for me. I'm looking forward to hearing which wing joints you actually went to and just how spicy you decided to go after the semi-debacle with the hot chicken in Nashville (laughs) last week. We'll see how brave you feel like being. We'll see how the Jets do this Sunday as they take on the Buffalo Bills. In the meantime, check out Daryl and Matt Stipulkowski's work over at NJ.com. And for the latest and greatest, the New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the jets dot com